Getting married, redecorating, fancy a new car, or just a spell in the sun. It's been hard over the last 24 months, but Armagh Credit Union is with you every step of the way. From home improvements to life adjustments, turn to us. Loans with Armagh Credit Union. Call in and speak to us today. Stick at it, you know, things probably do you want and where you want to get to. It doesn't happen in the first six months, you know, nine times out of ten it doesn't happen in the first year or two. Mm -hmm. But stick at it, you know, believe in what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's important. I think a lot of people can get sidetracked and be like, this isn't working. And don't get me wrong, me and I had a number of conversations was like, oh, you know, this is tough and, you know, yeah. a certain aspect was struggling or it wasn't going the way you wanted. But my advice would be stick at it because if you've got if you're on the right track mm -hmm. and you're driven and you're passionate about what you're doing, all of a sudden it, it'll change for you someday. You'll not see it coming. As part of our Young Entrepreneur podcast series, I spoke with Andrew Burns, who together with his twin brother Aaron now own three individual businesses in the Market Hill area. Andrew tells a tale of bedroom to barn, from humble beginnings creating an office out of a spare bedroom, to moving into the old barn premises in Market Hill, which is now the operational centre for all three businesses. Andrew shares his truth about what it's like working with family and close friends, how a little bit of drive can go a very long way, and even gives us an exciting glimpse into what the future holds for potential business number four. So I have one half of the Burns Empire here today, <laughs> Andrew, and uh, your brother's name is Aaron. Aaron. And what age are you guys? We're 29, unfortunately. 29. <laughs> so you just made the cut for the Young Entrepreneurs yes. uh, podcast series. So where did you guys grow up? We grew up in Banbridge. Oh, Banbridge, so yeah. not too far from where you have your sort of headquarters now then? Yes, everything's close. Um, it's actually good to have a headquarters now. For yeah. a long time we didn't have one. And um, we run Burns Scale School, which is our first business, out of our house. Out of the house? <laughs> out of the bedroom. Okay. In my dad's house. Very good. <laughs> so How does that work? Yeah, uh, well, it was difficult. We obviously yeah. were trying to build a business and obviously we needed somewhere to operate from. So we got a desk and put it in the bedroom. and. Everything was operated from there for the first couple of years, so it was it was interesting. Very good, and it's no longer from the bedroom then; it's, it's no all in the office. Bedroom, thankfully. And where's the office based? We got an office in Market Hill. We've okay. been looking for an office for maybe two or three years, mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. Yeah. And then one obviously pre-COVID, then we we found this old barn in Market Hill, mm -hmm. and it was perfect. We have an open plan office upstairs. We have a kitchen at the back for Lean Fourteen. We have. And then a coffee shop in the front, so we have a number of different things yeah. off the back of moving into the old barn. So we're sort of jumping ahead maybe a wee bit, and you've just mentioned your three businesses, yeah. so could you just tell me what they are, what they're called? Yes, sorry, so <coughs> our first business we set up in 2013 is called Burn Skill School, mm -hmm. so it's a multi-sport coaching company. Okay. So we provide multi-sport coaching sessions for primary school children all across Northern Ireland, and we've been doing that for the past eight years. Right, very good. Yeah, so we really enjoy it. And then Lean 14, am I right? Is your second? Yes, Lean yeah. 14 really came off the back of Burn Skill School. Um, me and Aaron's very heavily in our fitness and we're obviously big into football and stuff. So we used to get the meals off somebody else. Mm -hmm. Obviously trying to eat better and keep ourselves in shape. And then just one day I was having a conversation with Aaron and Aaron was very, he's very the driven one of the two of us in terms of, right, let's go, let's get it done. Yeah. And he was like, we, we could do this, you know, and it would be a good dimension different dimensions to the coaching but obviously yeah, exactly. in the same sort of field mm -hmm. and we just give it a go to be honest we met a guy on Van Bridge and um, he really helped us uh, we rented a sort of a space at his kitchen and we built it up from there to be honest we were doing burn scale school during the day and at night time then we went there so 
Very good. It was it was difficult. It was it was a heavy workload, but and at this stage, it. it was just the two of you doing all of this together. Just the two of us. We were okay. doing. We weren't cooking the food. There was mm-hmm. a chef there, but we were putting all the stuff up. We were doing all the packaging, all the delivering, all the marketing. We were right. doing everything bar cooking the food. So that's a lot for yeah. two people. Yeah. And what would your sort of working week look like at that point? What sort of hours were you doing? So we're maybe doing, you know, nine to four with Burn Skill School and then maybe go home and get a bite to eat and then maybe you're out in the evening between fourteen, you could be there to maybe ten, eleven at night. I seen nights where we were there at one and two in the morning. Seriously. Just depending on what had to be done. It's dedication, isn't yes. it though? <laughs> so what made you sort of start, I suppose? The skill school, because all of this has led on one thing to the next to the yeah. next. So go back to the starting point. What happened? To yeah, be honest with you, probably similar to Lane 14. Uh, at the time, me and Aaron were, I think, 20, 21. Right. And we were coaching for, for a guy. Mm-hmm. And again, Aaron's quite, we're both quite driven, but we're very independent. So whenever we know we're good at something, we're like, you know, we could do this for ourselves. And listen, it's all about risk and reward. We took a risk then because we were probably involved with a good company and that company still runs now and they do a good job. We just sort of thought, you know what, we could do this for ourselves. And we took a risk and after a year, two years, it started to pay off. You put the groundwork in and all of a sudden then things start to snowball and schools start to build and you start to get more coaches on and all of a sudden then you have this business. Yeah. So it's, it's And were you both involved in coaching beforehand? How did you get into coaching for the other company in the first place? Uh, I think just with playing football from a young age, 16, 17, oh, right, okay. I think that was like yeah. a natural progression with all of our friends. We all done the same thing. We played football, but we were then looking for a part-time job, so we got involved in a bit of coaching. And then again, that just snowballs from then burn skills school arrives. And were you guys, <coughs> pardon me, were you guys studying sports at the time? We were both studying sports at the time in Armagh Tech. Okay. So we went to Bambridge High School mm-hmm. and then from there we went to Armagh Tech. But then me and Aaron then moved to England. We signed for Leicester City right, okay. as professional footballers, but we didn't stay very long. Homesickness got the better of us. Yeah. So we were only there for max three or four months. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back, mum was like, no, you're not sitting in the house. So back to Armagh Tech. <laughs> yeah. Back we went, done our studies, and then we went off to university. Um, Aaron studied sports university and I studied business. Very good. So the two of you together make a very good yeah, well, duo for working yeah. in a sports-related business. <laughs> yeah. People have asked about this before, and I would say you definitely learn some things in university, but yeah. my experience would tell me that you learn a lot by just being in business, and you make mistakes, and you learn from them, and you learn what works and what doesn't. Yes. So that really helps. And would you say there was any mistakes early on? Did you have any obstacles or hurdles? Definitely. I think one thing me and Aaron always talk about when we're talking to other people or our employees, we're constantly pivoting. And what I mean by that is we try something and if it doesn't work, we quickly move on to something else. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to have that resilience because I think when I speak to people, they're like, oh, this isn't working and we're really frustrated. You just, you, you pivot and you go somewhere else and if you keep pivoting and you're resilient and you're, you know, determined, something will work. Yeah. I think that's what happened with Burns Skill School. I think at that time, we were quite fortunate that not too many people were doing it. Mm-hmm. You had maybe two or three people where now there's loads. So I think then we were quite fortunate in terms of the you space. Right there's well. a bit of a niche for mm-hmm. it. But I think because we were really 2021, 20, going into that professional environment of a school, I think teachers were looking at us going, oh, these boys are very young and maybe we've been inexperienced, which we were. But because we were passionate and we stuck at it, all of a sudden then the wee tide starts to turn and people are like, oh, do you know what, these boys actually know what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. I think the big thing for us out of all of it is knowing quality. 
Yes. Like if I was to give my advice to any young entrepreneur or anybody in business, first of all, know the difference in quality, know the service that you're offering, mm -hmm. because you can build the most functional company that there is, but if you're not offering quality at the end of your service, it's never going to last. Yeah. And I think that's runs throughout our three, our, our three companies is everything's quality mm -hmm. and we go above and beyond in our service. Yeah. And that's stuck best for from we started. No, I would say that's very good advice for yeah. anybody starting out. And um, I was going to ask you just on, on the topic of obstacles or, or things that you find maybe difficult in the early days. Are there any examples off the top of your head of things that sort of any issues that you had and you maybe had to think of a workaround for yeah. them? I think, I think the big one, as I mentioned there, was our age. Yeah. I think because the industry we're going into, I mean, you're dealing with kids and how professional teachers are and how hard they've worked to be in that industry. We're coming in with 2021 with not much experience. Yes, we had experience in football and background, but not really in a school setting. Yes. So we had to overcome that obstacle, and that basically was just through you know, being professional, offering a quality service, working on our craft. Mm -hmm. We were making sure we were delivering sessions that they were of high quality, yeah. and anything we could improve on, we did. Yeah. I think in the early days, because we constantly done that, we then earned the respect of all the teachers within the schools. Yeah, the service sort of speaks for itself. And that was a big catalyst mm -hmm. probably to Burn Skills School was just how hard we worked at it at the start. Yeah. And how many schools are you working with now? We work with a lot, to be honest. We could work with, it, it changes term to term just okay. based on the school's needs. We could work with between 70 and 120, 130 different schools. That's a lot. And what sort of time period is that over? You're talking about their 70 to 100. Yeah, well, we are going now eight years. It'll be actually nine years <coughs> in September here. So like we first, we done our first year. I think we were working with like five schools. Right. I was going to university. Arms going to university. We were playing football part-time. I had another part-time job. Mm -hmm. I worked in the centre shop in Banbridge. Right, okay. And then obviously we had, you know, social lives. We had girlfriends. So there was a lot we were juggling. So um, in terms of time frame, to get to that sort of 70 to, you know, 120, it probably took us three or four years. Yeah, that's not bad. That's yeah. good, good growth from five to 100 in a couple of years. Yeah, I think, great growth. again, another thing I would probably mention if, you know, have any young entrepreneurs listening would be stick at it. You know, things probably do you want and where you want to get to. It doesn't happen in the first six months. You know, nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen in the first year or two. Mm -hmm. But stick at it. You know, believe in what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's important. I think a lot of people can get sidetracked and be like, this isn't working and don't get me wrong me and Owen had a number of conversations was like oh you know this is tough and you know yeah. a certain aspect was struggling or it wasn't going the way you wanted but my advice would be stick at it because if you've got if you're on the right track mm -hmm. and you're driven and you're passionate about what you're doing all of a sudden it, it'll change for you someday you'll not see it coming but stick, stick at it and hang in there because you know at the start it is difficult. Did you find that you went through periods of like rapid growth and then a plateau and then rapid growth and you know, just sort of you find those times I think when you slow down a little bit those are the scariest yeah I think that's one thing about me and Aaron if you work for us or you know us we're constantly looking for the next thing mm -hmm. and we're aware of that I think you know if say for example with the, the coaching if we, we've got a four or five you know new schools on the program or we had a good term financially I think if we got sort of caught up on that very quickly you know it could catch catch up yes. in terms of there's other people out there everybody's trying to do a good job everybody's trying to get on so you need to make sure what you're doing is of high quality mm -hmm. and continually looking to improve and be better like we're constantly looking for new sessions and trying to you know we're trying to get new staff and we're just trying to keep things fresh 
I mm. think that in terms of that industry, in terms of kids, their concentration span isn't long. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep things fresh with them is so important. And when you're doing a good job with the kids on the ground as coaches, it feeds back to the parents, it feeds back to the teachers, and then all of a sudden everything falls into place. That's yeah. just obviously one element to it. And then you had the you have summer schemes as well, don't you? And did yeah, that come schemes. early days or was that like a development again? No, that was early days. I think that was more so to try and fill a gap. Yeah. Obviously our main thing was trying to work our way into schools and provide a service there. But then when it hit June, July and August, there was no obviously schools are closed. So we had we were like, right, well we need to try and offer a service here that obviously fills a hole for Burn Skill School mm. and obviously then kids can you know, attend over the summer when they go to school and enjoy it. Yeah, so that just continued through then? As that was just a natural progression to be honest, yeah, yeah. that was sort of went hand in hand with the schools. It and does. We've done that since about 2000, well, so 21, 22, okay. 2013, 2014. And what would be sort of, where's your end in terms of geographical, like how far do you guys go? Where we do you cover? Yeah, well, we used to go as far as the likes of Oma. Yeah. But as the business has grew in reputation, schools closer to home then mm. have got involved in the programme. So we try not to travel too far. Yeah. Now, we do have schools as far as Ballymena, but that's the reason for that is I used to play for Ballymena Football Club mm -hmm. and was there for four years. So a few schools in that area come off the back of that. But we try not to venture too far. I mean, you're talking the likes of Belfast, Ballymena, Antrim. Up the Cloy, that direction will be as far as we would go. Mm -hmm. We try and keep it as close to home as possible. Would you have went further afield in the early days to try and establish business? Yes, yeah. and I'll tell you a, a huge story. Um, when we first started, me and Anna are always of the mindset, you know, we'll do anything to make it work. And I think that's probably why we're sitting where we are at the moment. You know, if I was to tell everybody everything me and Anna have done from when we started at 21, you know, that people would laugh at us. Mm -hmm. but. There was a school that we set up a taster session with, so any new schools we would offer them a free taster for them to get a look at us. And this school was in Listen to Ski, okay. like, and that's outside Enniskillen. Mm -hmm. And the taster was set for like 9 o'clock in the morning, so we were like, right, we need to set off early. So we set off like half six to beat the traffic, and I think we, were, like, we ended up on the wrong road. We didn't know where we were going, it was dark. Me and Arne started to argue in the van <laughs> the way up the road that morning. We were really late to the, the session. Right. And then we done the session like three or four hours back down the road at like what, one or two o'clock. The next day I speak into the school, they didn't take it on. Right, okay. So it was, just, it was a frustrating <laughs> time. Whether it was because we were late, maybe had somebody else lined up, they weren't happy with the session. Mm -hmm. But it could have been a number of variables, but just stuff like that and you're going, this is so difficult and yeah. but you just have like to keep pushing going back to sort of like what I was talking to you about earlier with obstacles and things I suppose that was an obstacle for you guys early days yeah. trying to get that business in and going wherever you think you're going to be able to get business yeah. and then finding out that it hasn't been yeah, sort that, of worth your while but I guess that's the frustrating part but yeah. again as I said me and Orange have the mindset we'll do anything mm -hmm. to make it work if we're passionate about it and believe that we can offer a good service we'll, we'll go anywhere yeah well, that's, I was going to say to you there, just as you were talking about arguing with Aaron in the, in the car on the way down, how do you get on working with him? I think that's healthy, and we both see that as healthy. Yes. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that everything's rosy all the time. It's mm -hmm. not. We're obviously, our, you know, we're twin brothers, but we're, we're different people. We're our own person. And we do, we do argue at times, but I think that's healthy. That keeps us both motivated. Yeah. I think if one of us got our own way all the time, I don't think it would work. Mm -hmm. So it just it humbles us in a way that, right... I have my opinion, Arnest his opinion, and sometimes, you know, we're completely, you know, yeah. complete opposites on that view, but I think it's healthy. Yeah, and you balance each other out, I suppose. Yes, we do. We definitely motivate each other and keep each other going. 
that's probably another thing I would say too. Not everybody probably has that opportunity to work with somebody mm -hmm. when they're starting a business, but I always feel from my experience, and I'm, I'm sure Arne would say the same, having Arne to lean on yes. and Arne having me to lean on at times, whenever it gets tough, definitely helps and gets you through those moments where you're like, right, you know, this is really difficult here, what are we going to do? Yeah, yes, they're obviously very close, so it must be good to have that person that, like you say, to lean on. Yeah. That you can um, you can share probably fears and, and business yeah. related fears with, whereas you maybe maybe wouldn't do that so easily with a, a business partner. Hundred percent. Yeah. We're definitely probably I would say closer than the normal business partners. Yeah. Obviously, we we grew up together. We done everything together. Went to school. You know, we would hang out the weekends together. Mm -hmm. we're, we're like best friends in a way that way. Yeah. Um, as we got a wee bit older, obviously, Arms and I got a young child, mm -hmm. so we don't see as much as we would have, but we see each other every day and work and. No, we're definitely quite close that way. That's good, that's good. Well, I was going to ask you, how did you guys get funding to start your business, or was that all self-funded, or did you have to reach out? Well, when we first started Burn Skills, we didn't have any funding. Okay. So for the first year, we were just trying to build it ourselves, mm -hmm. and we bought a small amount of equipment, and then it was just a case of we approached a few schools, and it spiralled from there. And then in year two, we got um, funding of £5,000 for equipment. Okay, and where did you get that from? We got that from Sport NA. Right, okay. So that's the only funding we've ever got mm -hmm. from Burn Skill School. Okay. So, um, and we've been able to build the company off, off that. the back of that, that's excellent. Yeah. And then whenever it came, so I suppose we need to talk now maybe about Lean 14 and just the progression into that. Yeah. And was it funded? Did you have to, to put anything into Lean 14? Or again, was that just off the back of the Skill School then? We didn't have to put anything into the NST because we were quite fortunate. The guy we were renting the kitchen off, mm -hmm. all the stuff was there. Yeah. So it was just a case of getting it going. I think initially we put our own money in. It could have been, don't, don't quote me, it could have been maybe three or four thousand. Okay. So it was just a case of buying some produce, some packaging, and then it was just a case of getting going. Mm -hmm. And again, it was the same as Burn Skill School. I think one of my own strengths, as much as we want to get things going quickly, we're very patient and know that things take time to build. Yeah. So we build them incrementally mm -hmm. and then things just start to go from there yeah. and that's what happened with Lean 14 same as BSS and it's now what's happening with our third company as well very good so that's Herd that's Herd Coffee the third is. company so how did that happen what happened with Herd and what is Herd so Herd is a coffee shop mm -hmm. um, and as we said with you there before going on air it sort of came about because we moved into a new premises mm -hmm. so we work out of what would be known as the old barn in Market Hill yeah so uh It'll be a five thousand square foot premises, so it's quite big for mm -hmm. what we need. Yes. So we have we've actually changed the top the second floor where the restaurant is mm -hmm. into an open plan office. And then up the underneath in the first floor we have out the front we have the coffee shop. Yeah. And then we have uh industrial kitchen at the back with our bakery. Okay. And that's where Lean Fourteen runs from. And that office you're talking about there's obviously the office that <laughs> you needed in place of the bedroom at your mum's house. Yes, and to be okay. a bit bigger than my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So are you running then sort of administratively all of the companies from that one office? Yes. Okay. We do that all or I myself would look after all the administrative stuff. I look after the accounts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um Arne looks after more of um on the ground. He would deal with likes of the schools and the stores directly where I'm looking at more of the accounts and the, and the marketing and whatnot so mm -hmm. we have our own roles within the company so we're not crossing over yeah, much that's so we have our own stuff to focus on but we're well aware that we have each other for support so it is like a little headquarters then for yeah. everything no we really enjoy it honestly there's uh, my fiance Sarah obviously she works as a solicitor in Belfast mm -hmm. and you know I regularly tell her like I can't wait to get into work tomorrow yeah and like I just we just love what we do 
Yeah, it's just it's half it the battle, isn't it? It so is, obviously. When when you love what you do, you don't get me wrong. There's days where you can see it far enough, you know, when things aren't going right. But that's not all the time. That's just the struggles of being in business. Yeah. But you know, most of the time, I love going there and being there and just knowing that you know you've got all your three businesses under one roof and. We've got a lot of really good people with us mm -hmm. and we're all working towards the same goal it's just trying to be better and supply good service and how many people do you think you do have with you now across the board how many employees would you have we could between the three we could have maybe 30 employees that's good yeah. it's a lot though it is a lot mm -hmm. and as i say we've got you know really good people around us obviously i mentioned about making sure that you know quality in your business and you know what sort of service you're offering but Another thing I would say for anybody listening would be another important factor in all that would be the people you have around you. Yeah. It's so important. Definitely. Making sure their ethos is your ethos and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think another strength of me and Aaron's people might say is that we're good at spotting a good employee, mm -hmm. somebody that is a good worker and is in line with us and what we're doing. I think from Burn Skills School, we have two or three of our best friends actually work with us. Okay. So uh, we have a guy there who's part owner in the coffee shop, me, Arn and Daniel Wright. Mm -hmm. You would see him at the, on the coffee bar. He's the guy that makes the coffee and greets everybody. Okay. Big tall fella. So he would be one of me and Arn's best friends. Mm -hmm. And that's off the back of Burns Skill School. Right, okay. He came over from Skill School. Yes, well, he still works for the Skill School, mm -hmm. but he's part owner in the coffee shop and works there too. Excellent. And then the manager of Lane 14 is our best friend. Right. Alex Glenn. <laughs> That's off the back of Burn Skills School as well. Okay. So he's the manager of Lean 14, so he works in the office with us. Yeah. So we have just really good people around us mm -hmm. that want to see yes. us do well, and we want to see them do well, and I think that's important. I think if you have somebody you're working with, somebody that isn't passionate about what you're doing, mm -hmm. I just don't think long term it works. No, I agree with you totally. And I was going to say to you too about um, having good people around you, and um, of course one of the good people you had around you was your dad. Yes. And he's very, very well known um, businessman from, from our area. Yeah, he was a right. barber, isn't that right? That's right. He was... So I was going to ask you about your dad, because obviously with him having his own business, was he an influence on what you guys are doing now? Massively. And I think that's where people around us would, would like, frequently say to me, oh, he's worked so hard in so many hours. But that was my dad. You know, mm. My dad would work all day and all night You know, if, if he had to. And I think we've got a work ethic from him. Yeah. Obviously, seeing it from a young age, you know, it's just instilled in you. This is what I have to do till earn a living to be successful. Is you have to work hard. Yeah. You no, know, nothing's handed to you, and nothing was ever handed to him, and nothing's been handed to me. And on anything we have now, we've worked for. Yeah, like so, you were saying with your funding, there, it's it's all been really self-funded, apart from the the one <laughs> bit of funding that you received. We try and stay away from it. Yeah. We, we try and stay away from from funding. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing. No. But being more confident enough that I, we could build something do. without it. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it is sort of maybe even passed down from your dad then just that grit and determination that you can do it yourself. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember um, the dad would always have said, you know, drive it on. And that was his words, you know, right. when he was old school, like, and just drive it on. And like, that's what we do. We just every day we're just pushing and pushing just to be yeah. better. And that comes from him. Yeah, you've been saying that from the start actually the whole way through, drive it on. And yeah, you have, you have. That's me and our mindset is every day just keep pushing and keep driving. and. If you, as I say, if you're offering a good service, just things will fall into place and, and yeah. it'll work. And it, for us at the moment, it is working and fingers crossed it continues. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you there too, just off the back of fingers crossed it continues. Is it going to continue? Do you have plans for more businesses? or? We actually have. We have are, you? We're opening a, a fourth <laughs> one here very soon, but I, it's all QT at the moment. Okay, I can't okay, okay. too much, but it'll be 
operating out of Margaret Hill as well. Excellent. So yeah, there's a fourth one coming, but me and I are not naive at 29 now to think that, you know, these three businesses, potentially a fourth, will be forever. Yes. I'm very aware that, you know, something could go wrong at some point. You know, we're, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. We don't get things right all the time. We do make mistakes, and we'll probably make mistakes moving forward. I may make mistakes this week. Yeah. But we're aware and not naive to know that we need to stay on our toes and keep it fresh. Yeah, make hay while the sun shines. hundred yeah. percent. And like we have, as I say, we have the three businesses going now. We might not have the three businesses going next year. I don't know. That's just the mind frame that we're in. Yeah. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps you motivated mm -hmm. just to make sure that you're doing better and you're not resting on your laurels and what you have. No, agree with you. Yeah. Well, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for coming along to speak to us. No it sounds very exciting. <laughs> Can't wait to see what this fourth business is. I'll be staying tuned for more. No, thank you very much for having me. Really thank you, it. Andrew.